Chris. Action. Action. This is what we're doing. Action. We get a filmmaker involved, and suddenly it's action. Cool. I hear that we say we make life-saving podcasts out of household materials. I've heard that too. It's, it's Unfortunately, really cool to the bomb explodes before. Yeah. Pots, give us a pin. <laughs> what? So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Yep, yep. I'm Chris Holland. Jesse Trussell. And for the first time ever, I'm Mark Potts. Hi, Mark. So, here we are at South by Southwest. South by Southwest 2010. Uh, we're on Mondays. It's Monday, right, guys? Yes. So, a few days. Oh, I nodded. You can't see it. You can't hear that, can <laughs> no. you? No. Audio. And filmmakers. Now I have yeah. to do an explicit on that. I may have to be bad. Yeah. Um, um, so, so yeah, it's a few days into the festival now. It's uh, it's been a, been an interesting South by so far. What do you what do you think, guys? Chris, what what are your opinions of the the festival? I've been running around like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't seen that many films, but I've seen a lot of creative filmmakers. Absolutely. Um, people in costume. Lots of people in costumes. I saw a large uh, bird costume earlier here in the MacGruber line. Uh, we are, of course, uh, podcasting live from the world premiere of MacGruber. Uh, it will be live to us and on delay via the internet for everyone else. But uh, anyway. which is so? It's uh, it's been big big festival this year. The crowds are are large and and all over town. Tons of filmmakers in town. So. They've done an amazing job with crowd control this year. It's really incredible. I'm I'm constantly impressed that they're able to wrangle thousands of people into theaters without uh, major delays ever. I don't think I've been to anything that started more than ten or fifteen minutes late at the most. Yeah. Which is, if you know festivals, that's a that's a, a rare feat. Yeah. So here's what I want to talk about. Yes. I was at the screening of Electrolux last night. Okay. Yes. And uh, about two thirds of the way through the film the projector bulb goes out. I'm not sure what the exact problem was, but no picture, sound is still going. People are like, what's going on? And people start to leave, and then the director sort of jumps up on stage, grabs a microphone, and holds an impromptu Q&A, which I think is a great example of what to do if you have projector problems. Uh, you know, at a screening. He could have gotten up there and screamed and ranted, or he could have let the festival staff handle it. Instead, he was... He, he gets up there, he's really charming, and, and I, who wasn't at the screening, am following this on Twitter, and all I'm seeing from Twitter is just this outpouring of love and affection for the director and people talking about how wonderful he is. This is a, a great time to uh, engender some, some goodwill amongst yes. the uh, your average festival-goer, even in a, a terrible, you know, unfortunate situation. And, and most of the time when projection problems happen, and the audience notices, which isn't always. Mm-hmm. Like, you may see, because you've been living inside your film, the projection problems, but a lot of time the audience doesn't notice that the aspect Absolutely. ratio is wrong or Absolutely. that the sound is terrible or, or that whatever. Or the focus is a little soft. It's, right. yeah, the audience is much more forgiving uh, frequently. And so if that happens to you, like, I think you're going to find a receptive audience, an audience who's sympathetic. Don't get up there and be like, you didn't see my film the way it was meant to be seen. You know? Exactly. Just get up there and... You this know. is a time when the audience is is ready to be very sympathetic to the I situation. Like and, the <laughs> and, this, and then I got shafted on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I already had somebody in there holding seats. Yes. I don't want to hear about it. And this is this is the dangers of podcasting in line, folks. Just, yes. This is real. Heckled, heckled from the from the line, um, no. But but again, it's it's a it's a moment when the audience is ready to be very very sympathetic to the, your situation, and don't turn an audience against you by going up and being caustic or abrasive. That's no one likes that. That's not fun for anyone. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean that's I think that's the big lesson. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so 
for those folks who are going to festivals elsewhere and might get a chance to see some of these films, uh, got any recommendations? Uh, best thing I've seen so far, uh, Marwin Call for documentaries. Marwin Call is an incredible film, and it's it's really special. It's 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 a film that if you if you hear about it, it's about a man who's recovering from some after being brutally beaten, recovers from some major injuries, and starts creating this whole outsider world of art that he fabricates a one sixth scale town and creates an entire narrative out of it. And it's you know from some some pretty sad and intense situations, it becomes one of the most genuinely uplifting and life affirming films I think I've seen in a long time. We're going to link to that from the show notes. So you don't yes. have to figure out how to spell it. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to in the few minutes that we have left before the start moving the line. Uh, I want to talk to Mark. Mark, our silent partner. Hey. Mark, what have you learned at South By? This is your first South I learned, okay, I've learned that Chevy uses a lot of electricity to advertise their energy-efficient cars. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, and the Pepsi booth plays terrible remixes of Phoenix songs. Awesome. Uh, so if you are an indie rock snob, don't go to the Pepsi booth. People, don't go to the Pepsi booth. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have a film here. As a, I know the, he's having a bitter fake look. No, no, no. That's I mean, um, but you've been able to turn sort of the festival to your advantage. Um, yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I've uh, I, I I've worked with you, and I've met a lot of programmers. Always good. Oh, some craziness. Um, no, but another. Yeah. Hey, uh, Joining us on the podcast, oh, hey. Carla Click, Are we, Texas the Texas Film Commission. Hi, Carla. See, now she has a microphone. Now, now she's favorite. not talking anymore. This is, she's, she's, wow, no, I'm just uh, appreciating what's going on here. I did not realize that we were recording something. Yes, we yes. are. And, and suddenly you're on the podcast. Suddenly I'm on the podcast. What are you talking about in the podcast? Uh, right now we're talking about what Mark has learned at his first South by Southwest. Oh, what have you learned? What? Hmm. Well, now I'm on the spot. You met a lot of programmers. I met, I met a lot of programmers. Which and uh, one of the better things you can do at a yeah. film festival is if you're a filmmaker who doesn't have a film in the festival, network with other programmers because they all go to the big festivals. And when you said, I have a screener, what have they said to you? Can I have it? That's right. And then I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> or I forgot to bring any. No, no I brought I brought a bunch. And they, they were in, uh, most of them were in pl- uh, the paper sleeves. Yeah, with with Sharpie on them. Yes. Yes. No amory cases. Nobody wants to carry around a bunch of plastic. Just Wait, put the know. disc in a sleeve. The other side of that, if I may suggest, not necessarily for you passing out your screeners, but the person who's collecting the screeners, carry around something other than the South by Southwest or whatever film festival bag, because guess what? There's a billion of them here. So I've already heard of people like losing their bags full of screeners and such. Uh, so get yes. your own bag that you can get identify in a crowd and a sea of people. Always important. Nice. Good advice. Yep. Fashion right. advice. Fashion advice at film festivals. Which which does remind me of my comment earlier that it is the clash of the courier bags here. Everywhere I go, I keep getting slammed and goosed and mm-hmm. prodded by canvas. I chose not to bring mine mine down this year, and I feel I feel lonely and lost without it. So <laughs> I've got too much stuff, books and DVDs. It is yeah. a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. Yeah, cool. How many how many crepe meals are you up to? Oh, three. I've had three crepe meals. Uh, all at uh, Crepe Cafe? Yes, all at Crepe Cafe. I've challenged uh, Chris Holland here to the number of crepe meals between <laughs> last Friday and this coming Tuesday. I have some catching up to do. I'm at three. How I'm, many I'm have you had? I'm at zero, unfortunately. Tomorrow's, but the, tomorrow's, tomorrow's the deadline. The day. That's right. Oh, the deadline, really? Yeah, but So I have to eat, like, three crepe meals? No. If, you, if he can get, like, a Gowala badge, he'd do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see so where the right I understand where the priorities are now. I yeah. totally understand. Yes. Well, George would love to see you. I, I will go see George. Yes. Absolutely. 
thing is, George is not as cute as, um, what was her name in Toronto? Oh, Veronique? Veronique, yes. Veronique? Oh, yes. yes. Veronique. So the learning here is that crepes at film festivals are the most important food stuff that you <laughs> can really find. Are. It's they not really so are. much... I the thought it was zone bars. No. That's it's... not a food. That's a that's a, something you use to exist. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. Life support. I, yeah, it is life support. No, that is something to say about festivals attending. You eat whenever you can. Yes. And we don't, not all festivals have the luxury of, of Austin and the Alamo Draft House, which will bring you food to your table and That's let you true. eat during movies. So when you have to run between, I just had my first sit-down dinner, uh, sit-down meal in a week uh, a few minutes ago, which was, I remembered what it was like to be a real person. It was fun. Anything else you learned, Mark? Yeah. Uh, I learned things can get crazy. Yes. But to be cool under pressure. And uh, to not to not uh, get angry like you guys were saying in front of an audience. I've had projector problems at festivals, and I think it's I think it's actually a blessing in disguise because if you get up there and you're really cool about it, people are like, you know what? I didn't like that guy's film, but he's cool, so I'm gonna yeah, let it go. Over. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Very good point. Also, don't suffer from I learned this term yesterday. FOMA, F- FOMO, fear of missing out. So F O M O. Do not do not suffer from FOMO d- disease. FOMO disorder. Yeah, disorder. So there's plenty going on. You will miss some things, but that's okay. You'll miss a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay too. Yeah. You're gonna what you're gonna be with is gonna be incredible and fun. Enjoy what you're doing. Cool. All right. Well, I think they're gonna get this line moving soon. At least I hope. So I think we're gonna wrap it up. How many minutes are we at? 9.43. That's four, perfect. Five, Ten, minutes, Ten minutes chock full of fun Thanks. stuff. This Thanks, is everybody. Oh, no, thank you for dropping no, in. Special surprise guest. Special guests. surprise guest. <laughs> Carla Clear from the Texas Film Commission. Mark Potts, filmmaker. Chris Holland, Film Festival Secrets. Jesse Trussell, local awesome. raconteur. <laughs> Thanks, right. everybody. Bye, everybody. Break.